Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the building, materials, projectile, staging, and logistics committee, the Western Reporter Guild, professional anarchist, local chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? Yeah, you know, I, I think I'll live. I think I'll, I'll survive. A little under weather. Yeah, a t- tad bit, but, uh, you know, nothing uh, nothing that we can't fight through here. How you doing? Uh, you know, living day by day, man, trying to make it all happen, you know? Right. Balancing. Right. Balancing uh, I through the needle or whatever you call that. Yeah, I don't know. Making the impossible possible. Oh, yeah? yeah. Well, that's... Uh, or trying to make the impossible possible. That's uh, admirable. Admirable. Yeah. You know, I, would, I would call it that. Yeah. I guess we need... I guess that's one way to look at it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Anything going on with you this week? Uh, well, so last night I had to pick up my aunt from the airport. Right. So my mom went with me to go pick up my aunt from the airport. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, like my mom's, you know, 70 something years old, hates electric cars. <laughs> oh, really? Why? It, they, they cause radiation or something like that. I, there, there's really, <laughs> you know, like there's a there's the, a new one. On there's me. a rabbit hole. Like there's the deep end of the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. My right. mom's in the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. So, God bless way. her. Yeah. God bless her. Hmm. But she was there. We had a good we actually had a good time driving down there. And we picked up my aunt, and they sat in the back, and they were, you know, talking like two old women do. And, right, right. You know, just it was, it was, it was funny though. Like, and it was like going to the airport. Like when you got to go pick somebody up, so you go to the parking garage. Like right. I always go to the top. Like I always go to the top floor. Like I always park at the top. Why don't you just pick up curbside? Well, I like to if I'm picking up somebody that's a friend or a family. I like to meet them when they're leaving out the gate. You know okay. What I'm saying? I got like you. as close They're, as you can right. get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't get all the way to the gate. You get to where no, the train where goes. They, yeah, right. So I always like to meet people from there, you know. And besides, her plane ended up being like an hour late, oh. so we had to wait there for a while. And right, right. Initially, right. I was going into cell phone the cell phone parking lot, but then we decided I'm like, well, let's just go inside and short you know, term. Yeah, yeah, just go to short term and go, you know, get something to eat at like Chick Fil A and pay way more money for food than you need to, and more for parking than you need to. Yeah, and more for parking than you need to. Right. But um, we picked up my aunt and um. It was, it was, I haven't seen my aunt in years, so it was kind of nice to see her, and she was looking really good, and I mean, I don't mean looking good like that, but like she was, you know, she's looking healthy, and but and she's coming in to see my grandma. My grandma just got out of the hospital, too, so she was not doing very well, but my right. grandma's like 94, 95 years old. I mean, she's old, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, so, you know, still dealing with that, which it, it really does, like, look, I know people get old, and eventually they pass away, but it, you know, it doesn't make it easier, you know, with the thought that, you know. Really? You know, you've been around for a long time. I mean, sometimes sometimes you have solace in knowing that, but at the same time, it's yeah, I, I the pain kinda, that somebody has to go through at the end like that. Yeah, I, I always kind of feel like uh, if someone's l- led a, a good long life, then it's not nearly as as sad when they die. You know what I'm saying? No, but I think... That, I mean, it's still sad for, for the people that love them, but it's not as sad because it's like, you know... You, you, you uh 
you got to do a lot of things in life and you know you led a good life and you know that's about all you can expect you know what i'm saying yeah no that's true i think just the pain of the end is yeah is a little rough sometimes for people right because some people it goes quickly and sometimes it doesn't though yeah yeah and so and there's always that you know wonder of uh you know w- what's next if anything from there yeah because that's a you know thing that n- nobody knows yeah. No, nobody knows. I mean, there's a lot of people that have had these experiences that come back and say that there's something, but right. you never can tell, though. Yeah, that could just be a huge do- uh, dump of chemicals, you know, from the brain right before you die to ease the transition into nothingness. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, everyone, uh, I'm sure everyone has something that they like to believe, but anyone who says they know for sure, you know, they don't. No, you know. no, no, they don't. It's, it's an interesting concept, though. You know? Yeah, but so, but my aunt's in town, so that that's nice, and... um you know, we walked around the airport a little while. And <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to turn a story here of your you know, your aunt visiting into some type of existential, you know, what is the meaning of life thing here? And you just weren't biting. No, 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 no. <laughs> you weren't falling for that at all, were you? No, not even a little bit, man. <laughs> it's I worth have, a shot. You know? I did have a, a, a on Friday or Thursday night. I had a couple rides that I thought were kind of interesting, though. I mean, they weren't interesting in anything happening, really, but they were interesting in. So I picked up these four guys that were from. And hang on for 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 you new listeners. Alex moonlights as an Uber driver. So when he says he picked up four guys, it wasn't for what he you know. It, well, a lot of times he would pick up four guys for a completely different reason. You know, usually he's uh, like uh, sitting all alone on a black sofa with them behind him. But you know that's that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> so I just wanted to clarify that when Alex talks about picking up four guys in this particular context, he's talking about giving an Uber ride. That's right. Not that's other right, types right. of rides. I, pre- I appreciate your clarification. Yeah, you know, that. I just I'm just trying to help. Yeah, bro. I appreciate that. I do appreciate that. Um, so I picked up these four guys. They were from Venezuela. Okay. And they were here doing a construction job for a, a, a building in like Tan- in downtown Tampa. Okay. Like something like that. Right. And uh, we, I mean, we were, it was a nice conversation and stuff, but they asked me about what I thought about immigration. Right. And um, I gave my, you know, my uh, basically, you know, open borders job fair, you know, response to it now. Right. Which didn't get me a bigger tip, which I really thought would have, but it did not get me a bigger tip. <laughs> but then I had another guy that was from Bolivia that was going to college here, and he actually asked the same question. Right. So totally separate ride, but asked the same question. I thought it was interesting. That's to, interesting that, that people here from other countries uh, you know, want to find out what Americans think, actually think about immigration. Well, I mean, the part I didn't tell him is that I represent probably the vast minority of people. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, it's actually a lot more even than you think. Yeah, you know, maybe I, I, I think there's a lot of people in this country that just couldn't give two shits about immigration. Yeah, you know, it's just not like whatever, you know. Yeah. And look, the more years that especially lately, the more that I've thought about the issue itself, the more I'm I'm a let everybody in kind of guy. now. Right. Like I'm like bass a background check, get have a job. You know, I don't want to have to pay for you, but like, you know, come on in. We want you. Well, I'm more interested. Did you ask uh, these uh, Venezuelan construction workers what it's like right now back in Venezuela? I'm sorry. They were from Brazil, but I didn't oh, Brazil. ask. Brazil, okay. But I didn't ask. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Brazil's in a whole lot different uh, circumstances. And they got some shitty things going on there, too. Yeah, right? it's not great, but it's not Venezuela. And the guy from Bolivia was like, Bolivia's a third world country. And he's like, there's two tiers of people. You either have a lot of money or you have nothing. Right. Yeah. And he, he just said he never wanted to go back. Yeah. Unless he had a bunch of money, then he would. <laughs> right. Then you live like a king. Yeah. yeah. And he was saying, like, you know, you buy a six pack over there for like, you know, four bucks or 12, no, 20 pack for like four bucks or something like that. Like it was a crazy amount of low cost for beer. Oh, really? Yeah. It was huh. pretty, pretty inexpensive. Well, you know, if, if you got a, uh, a uh, very large impoverished uh, population, you want to keep them uh, in drugs and liquor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> so they don't rise up against you. Yeah. The and government ton- probably subsidizes it. And tonight's going to be a weird night, man. It's a full moon. It's the Halloween weekend. Right. Like, it's there's so much bad that's going to happen. Like, there's so much, like, uh, like I don't know what you call it. Like, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, lot of uh, mischief and mayhem yeah like and with a full moon man people act different on a fucking full moon man that's just the way it is man right like i don't understand why that is but it is well what day is halloween is it monday yeah monday okay so monday's halloween but normally like the weekend before halloween like tonight is gonna be a huge night it'd be super it's gonna be super busy i mean last last like i think it was last halloween I started getting, I like, I turned it on about 4 p.m., got a ride instantly at 4. Now, that ride was from, like, Newport Ritchie to Sarah, or to Bradenton. Oh, wow. And I didn't stop. Like, I got rides. Cons- I either had one, I, I I was on one and had one in, in standby until 4 in the morning, or until 2 in the morning. Wow. Like, the whole time. It was crazy busy. Yeah. So, I imagine it's probably going to be something similar, except for this time, I hope I stay in, like, Tampa. Yeah, and I'll have to stop at certain points just because I'll run out of juice in the car. And I'm I'm sure it'll be surge pricing at some point tonight. Oh, it'll be all night long. It'll yeah, be, it'll be crazy. I'm I'll, I'll do probably really well, but like it is going to be like I'm going to be dealing with crazies. Right. I mean, on the benefit side, I'm sure I'm going to see a whole lot of cleavage and ass and stuff like that. So, right. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, there's a lot you, of women you get that, that camera are going to be in your car yet? No, I haven't had it. Dude, you got to do that, man. So we'll you need to see pick there. one up on uh, on the way out of here. But at least it'll be nice temperatures out tonight. It'll be very nice uh, as opposed to the rest of the. Shut up. What? Shut up. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them. Stop what? telling people that. Oh, don't tell them about that. More of these motherfuckers will come here. So uh, Halloween Arctic blast to allow temperatures to plummet to freezing in every state except Florida. Right. It's just so funny. Right. Yeah. Like, it, it, how many times have we looked at the, like, y- if you look at the weather map where they give you, like, the nationwide weather map. Right. And everything's in blue. <laughs> except for Florida. Except for Florida. All right. Florida's not in blue. Everything else is in blue. Listen, folks. The, the, I, I will admit the weather down here is great. Okay. Having said that, if you come to Florida, you're going to die. Okay. Period. End of story. We got Florida man fucking everywhere. We're all armed. Half of us are on crack and the other half are out there wrestling a gator. So if the Florida man doesn't get you, the gator's gonna. We got panthers. We got, you know, fucking boa constrictors, anacondas. We got bears. Do not. We got rabies. We got coyotes. We got all kinds of shit here that will kill you. We got diseases like you ain't never heard of. Okay. Do not come here. All right. Florida will kill you. So this has been a public service announcement brought to you by your friends here at Unattended Baggage. Don't come to Florida. Weather's great. Everything else sucks. Okay. Just stay away. <laughs> it's funny that that's the, I mean, it was, it was beautiful out last night and it yeah. was, and it's beautiful it out right now. It has been really nice. Yeah. Like it's been super weather. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, you know what it is? It's just starting to get a little bit colder. Right. So nighttime has got, and especially if you're off the golf, there's a nice breeze coming in that really helps out. Like this is the beginning of like the nicest stop. time of the year to stop. be in Florida. Stop. Would you shut the fuck up, man? Why? Why are you fucking being a tourist out on this show? Okay. I don't, I, I don't I do want it. any more fucking humans in my state. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I'd like about two thirds of them, maybe three quarters to get the fuck out. You know? Yeah. So let's not keep, you know, harping on the weather. Okay. Let's keep talking about, do, do we have any Florida man stories? Do we have any mass shootings in uh, Florida well, we have, here going no, on? No, no, no. Nothing in I'm Florida? Sorry, it was Maine. Oh, God damn it. 
you know. So, and that's something to talk about as well. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to, you know, make light of that because that was a horribly tragic situation. A bunch of innocent people killed for no fucking reason by some psychopath. Um, you know, but uh, at least the guy is dead. Uh, he put a bullet in his head. Uh, they found him, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, not far downriver from where they found his car initially. Which, by the way, and again, I'm not defending this fucking psychopath, and I'm glad he's dead. But it was actually a brilliant tactical move parking his car there. Okay, Why is that? If his plan was to escape. Okay. Think about it. If you take your car to the average Walmart parking lot, okay, well, first of all, there's usually going to be surveillance there. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And second of all, the authorities are still going to know that you're in a vehicle on the road, okay? Yeah. The chances are you dropped it off there, picked up another vehicle, you either stole it or had one waiting there for you or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. He went to a boat ramp with no surveillance. Now, that immediately means that there's two possible egress routes. Yeah, you can go on the water. Or land can... or by sea. Mm-hmm. And so that actually effectively split the manhunt. So if his intent was trying to get away, that was a brilliant tactical move. you know. And he went to a boat ramp with, with no surveillance. So I, I think that he planned that part of it out very well. But I think he actually expected, didn't expect to get that far and expected to die in a police shootout you know, while this was all going down. Uh, so he just ended up killing himself, you know, shortly thereafter. But, you know, it, it, the fact is, is that that was a very smart tactical move. I'm, I'm glad they, they got this guy. I would have liked it better, though, is if uh, some uh, armed uh, main citizen was the one to actually shoot the guy. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that, that there wasn't somebody that was armed at the bowling alley. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in Maine. And, yeah. And open I, was a little surprised about, I was a little surprised about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. And then this guy, like he had, you know, he was in he was in uh, instituted for a little while with mental health issues. Right. Like there was all the hearing voices in his heads. I mean, signs of schizophrenia. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, probably wasn't hard to see this coming, you know, especially considering it was his uh, superior officers uh, that are the ones that had him, uh, you know, uh, ordered him to go to, uh, you know, to, to be committed for a couple of weeks. Yeah, so you would think there would have been more to it than that. But, you know, look, people just snap, man. People just snap. But this has, of course, like it always does, uh, kicked off a huge uh, gun control debate. And so now there's you know a bunch more people saying we got to ban this, ban that, um, you know, which is the typical response in every one of these cases. You know, you always hear it. I mean, it's always days like today that's the toughest days to actually defend the right to carry arms, though, even though I would say that days like today give you a perfect example as to why you needed to be armed to begin with. Uh, you know, like, for, for, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a it's such yeah. a double edged thing is like I look at this and be like, well, I wish somebody would have been armed in the bowling. Alley. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, my take as well. But it's easy to understand why. Yeah. Look, look there's two camps of people in the world. Uh, there are the people who believe that they can take care of themselves and survive in this world on their own and there's the other type of people who believe that they need some you know higher authority to take care of them to protect them you know and so that's where you'll always have the disconnect it's the people who believe who who can they can take care of themselves they want the right to be able to defend themselves whereas the uh the people who don't believe that um perfect example i was i was talking uh, to my wife about this the other day and 
like there's two types of people in a crisis situation okay and it's the people that you know something happens and they immediately respond to it by doing something okay and the others who freeze up and just kind of like wait for someone else to take care of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I've been in a few instances, instances like that. Like uh, one, for example, was uh, at Tampa International Airport. I was there. Uh, do you remember like, oh, God, it was like, God, it had to be about 20 years ago now. Okay. Okay. Um, and I was uh, coming back from a business trip and a guy, you know, did the whole hit the the gas instead of the brakes in the pickup area and ended up driving through uh, the the windows uh, going into the uh, uh, baggage pickup area mm-hmm. and pinned a guy under this SUV. Okay, bad situation. And I'm there with about a hundred people. Happened about you know twenty yards away from me, very close to where I was. So it was a, a scene of chaos. And like I said, there's got to be a hundred people there. And me and this other guy were the only two people that actually initially reacted. And I ran over there and, and uh, checked the, the driver and shut off the vehicle and, you know, all that. So made sure this guy didn't move and run over the guy who was pinned and with his chest up against the transmission, um, you know, and, and got him situated, checked on him. And then uh, the other guy was tending to the guy underneath the car. So I crawled under it and we started to see if we could, like, maybe lift the suspension enough to drag him out and all that. Um, and then eventually, you know, the security came and the medics came and everything. And we, we both stepped back. But my point is, is that. Um, you know, so many of the people there just did nothing, you know, and I can see a situation whereas if like five or six or seven people went rushed to help and, uh, you know, they, they realized, okay, now I'm just in the way there's too many people, but it was just me and this one other dude, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's a hundred people around. Like, for example, there were plenty of people to literally lift the car off this guy and, and get him out of there. I don't know if that would have medically necessarily been the right thing to do in that situation, but you, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that when we start seeing these things and we start having these debates, I think that it, really it, it tends to a personality type as to whether you say, okay, we need to, to just ban guns and make sure nobody has these, which in my mind is impossible to do anyway. And there's no real correlation to it. I mean, if you look at California, for example, California has the strictest gun laws in the country. Okay. They also have the most mass shootings and the highest violent crime rate in the country. Okay. Well, not quite the highest violent crime, but the most mass shootings. Yeah. And uh, one of the highest, uh, you know, firearm homicide rates. Okay. But they also have the largest population. So you really can't draw much correlation there, you know. But at least you can say that absolutely banning these weapons or, or heavily restricting who can possess these weapons doesn't actually solve the problem but then you can look at states like new jersey which has pretty strict gun laws as well and has a very low number of mass shootings despite you know a population density per capita so it's it's like there's no direct evidence there's no real correlation between strict gun laws and uh you know uh any type of difference in in uh violent crime rates you know firearm mass casualty events things like that but, you know, it, it really boils down to what type of person are you? Are you the type of person that really believes that, you know, it's your duty to, you know, respond to a situation? Or are you the type of person that believes 
it's someone else's job, someone in a higher level of authority, and I'm not going to do anything about it. And I think that's really the dividing line between people who support gun bans and support gun rights. Yeah, no, I think there's something to that. I just think that in look, nobody wants to see the mass casualties. Nobody no, wants to not. see these things. I just don't believe that taking everybody's guns away from them is actually going to solve the problem. Not only does it solve a problem, but I think it creates different problems. Well, I don't think anyone is suggesting taking guns away from people because that would erupt in much more violence. We've talked about that and we've run the numbers of, you know, even if you got the best possible response from the American people to a, a massive gun confiscation, there would still be thousands upon thousands of people who are killed oh tens of thousands yeah right i think the number when we ran the numbers it was tens of thousands i, I think it was twenty one thousand or something we came up with it was twenty one thousand per so many like it was yeah it was, it was, a, big it was a huge number so I, I don't think anyone supports that but even you know no i think there are some people that well, support that yeah yeah and i i think that they either haven't th- thought through the consequences of it well they're not the ones that are gonna have to go care. through the door right exactly yeah, they're going to have the police, the people they don't like. These are the same people that hate the police. Right. Even though they're going to depend on those people to go and take the guns away from everybody else. Right. But I don't think there's there's any real major type of gun confiscation. You know, there's there's a lot of people out there in the media that want to scare you. They're coming to get your guns. Well, you know what? They might go back to a uh, assault rifle ban where you can't buy new assault rifles, but the old ones are grandfathered in and things like that. That could happen again over something like this if it happens enough. But as far as like going door-to-door confiscating weapons, I don't think that's ever going to happen in this country. And if it does, there's probably going to be a civil war. Well, and here's the thing. I do think that, like, I don't like to make the argument with people that, well, you know, it's my right to hold a firearm because I like it for hunting and things like that. Right. Like, no, it's to it's to stop tyranny, whether it's personal, whether it's just self-defense or whether it's the government. And when they say, well, you really can't stop the government unless you have F-14s and this and this and blah, really? blah, blah, blah. Ask the Afghanis. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. ask, ask, like, everybody. Taliban being, did. Everybody <laughs> being armed means you can't go Vietnam in and just did. round everybody up. Right. Exactly. Because somebody's going to, again, you one or two people die each time you try to take somebody. Right. Those numbers add up real quick. And the morale of those that you're having to put out there to do that goes away really quickly and the, right. you know like it's it's one of those things where it's the one thing that keeps the government in check that's a stupid argument on both sides i mean look first of all those militias out there that really think that they are ever going to have the power to overthrow the u.s military if the u.s military decides to go against that's that's not going to happen but also the people who say that the american people could never withstand yeah i mean it, 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 under those circumstances, it could be guerrilla warfare in this country for decades. Yeah, as an you individual, know. you're it, look if they're if they're only coming after you, right? You're then fine. they'll then they'll then they'll get you, right? But if they're coming after everybody, right? They're not going to get everybody, yeah. And a lot of those people are going to take some people with them, right? Yeah. And so that yeah, that's why. I, and I, here's the thing though, I where I where I agree with you at also is on the militia thing, like. If you're an organized, armed group of people, then you're a much easier target for elimination <laughs> exactly. than if they don't know who you are. Yeah. Like, if, if they if they don't know that you're, like, you know, if you're hiding. Yeah, a couple of hellfires. Hiding so, in, place, in, in plain sight. Yeah, a couple of hellfires or attackums is going to take out your uh, your compound pretty easy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but it doesn't. And, and you don't have surface air uh, anti-missile uh, systems. Yeah, but it doesn't. <laughs> but it doesn't change the fact that I do view the Second Amendment as it, 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 
at the end of the day, it's to make sure to protect yourself against a tyrannical government. Right. Like above and beyond. I mean, it's self-defense, but it's self-defense up until that area. Right. And I would never in a million years want to see them even the government even attempt to try to take weapons away from everybody. Yeah. Now, again, well, I, given- I see it a little differently. I, I, I see it. The Second Amendment is, uh, is specifically there to protect yourself from gators. Just yeah. gators, just huh? gators, which as a reminder to all you folks in the frozen north, there's a lot of them here that will eat you. And if you don't like guns, they will definitely eat you. And even if you just got a little gun, they're just going to shake it off. Just going to piss them off and they're going to eat you even more. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll death death spiral your leg off before they uh, completely eat you you know that yeah. sort of thing so. but 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 back to this issue though it is days Are like we still to- talking about guns yeah. really we're doing a gun but it control is show? it is days like today that makes it very difficult or you seem heartless when you're defending you know the the right that people should be able to carry weapons. I, I I no longer care about sounding heartless. <laughs> well, obviously, <laughs> you know, I, I just don't give a shit about that. Yeah, I'm heartless. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um. Hey, what else we got here? Well, the other story that this week was a big one was that the deadhead pilot that tried to take down the airliner. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard this story, but uh, I'm sure they have. An off-duty pilot is charged with 83 counts of attempted murder after he allegedly tried to shut off the engines by pulling the fire extinguisher handles on an Alaska Airlines flight, according to officials. So this guy was deadheading, which means, you know, he's a pilot, employee of the airline, and he's just essentially catching a ride. And usually, you know, they get to catch a ride in the, the jump seat of the cabin. or the, Yeah, they're in the know, cockpit. Yeah, you, you, or the cockpit. Yeah, or the, the cabin jump seat, you know, where the, the uh, flight, uh, flight, flight attendants are at. Yeah. You know, basically, they, but more often than not, they're in the cockpit. They're a pilot anyway, you know. Um, yeah, this guy tried to bring down the airplane in mid-flight, man. So. Yeah, the suspect allegedly tried to pull the fire extinguisher handles on the engines. Right. Preliminary information obtained by investigators indicated, according to the federal officials briefed on the probe, the suspect was overwhelmed by flight crew and subdued and then handcuffed to a seat, the federal officials told ABC News. Like, I guess this guy just had some mental problems and just wanted to end it all and end it all on a plane with everybody else. Right, yeah. That seems to happen every now and again with pilots. Well, do you think that something like this is going to stop the ability of people to do to, to fly in the deadhead seat, like in the cockpit? Well, I actually think we ought to ban all aircraft because of this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's along the same lines, right? This guy was trying to use an aircraft to kill 83 people. Okay? It would have been a much larger mass casualty event than anything else. So, you know, basically, I don't think we should have airplanes. I, I don't think we can trust airplanes in the hands of pilots anymore. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, seriously. <laughs> You're making a joke. I am, but it's... You're making a joke. <laughs> in all honesty... There's a little truth to it. In all honesty, it's pretty much a parallel to the other argument. Yeah. Now, the one thing I'll give you is, um, you know, uh, planes are not designed to kill people. Okay? No, well, they're not. No, the military planes are. Um, but, uh, you know, where firearms are. But still, you know, there's the same type of, of logic applies. You know, ban planes because some pilots are trying to crash them into grounds full of people. No, but I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sure the I'm sure the other pilots are like, man, this guy's gonna, you know, 
fuck up my, my deadhead seat for from for, <laughs> right. for me exactly yeah like and that part kind of sucks a little bit but well you got to figure what if he's deadheading when he gets to where he's going chances are he's going to be piloting a plane in the next 24 hours yeah you know because that's normally why pilots deadhead is because they've got to go pick up another route somewhere else mm-hmm. you know? yeah that's right that's right so. that's exactly what they're doing so which i mean it sucks but like man it just Man, we got some a lot fucking, of craziness. We got some, we got some world, problems man. in this country, man. Cra- we, got, we got some problems. Everybody's man. fucking crazy these days, man. There's uh, a lot of craziness. Yeah, yeah. It's another reason I'm a little afraid of the full moon tonight. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> you like I'm a little gonna. apprehensive of the full moon. It's tonight. probably gonna be a wild night. I, I bet you got some good stories next. I'm week, sure I'm gonna actually. Hey, so uh, great news! Great news! And I'm being totally facetious. Uh, Congress is back in business. Yeah, somehow they got somebody. They can start fucking us again. <laughs> and they know? got uh they got so representative mike johnson has been elected speaker um they and he won all the republicans voted for him and um you know he was uh he got he, he got the he got the job now this guy is he's like so he's one of the least experienced or or yeah least experienced or least uh tenured whatever word you want to use for it but i he's been there the least amount of time and that somebody's actually been elected to be speaker right then then for like 100 years or something like that right um he was part of the republican study committee um he was he's a guy that has called for you know uh lowering spending from government which you know it's not going to happen right but um he was a he's a trump guy he did um uh he did uh, try to say that trump won the last election so he was one of the election denier people or whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, but somehow he was able to get, I think, look, I think that both sides of the. Everyone was just tired. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think that the moderates and stuff like that, that weren't going to vote for a guy like, um, for a guy like uh, uh, Johnson or not Johnson, but um, Jordan. Well, well, basically the, the entire Republican party had to come up with somebody that would satisfy the eight, you know? Well, but but also to satisfy everybody else too, though, because the other ones were were getting the support of the eight, but losing all the moderates. Right. Yeah. So it was you know they went down the leadership, and each one of them couldn't get it, and then finally this guy was able to get it. And don't get me wrong, he seems like a super nice guy. Like he seems nice, you know. <laughs> really, <laughs> seems like a nice guy. I guess. Let, let me go out on a limb. He's uh, corrupt and evil. I, I'm I'm saying it now, sight unseen, but I'm guessing he's corrupt and evil. I mean, more than likely, yeah. I mean, he got elected, <laughs> right? <laughs> they don't just like they, they don't like whatever, but yeah, like, you know, at, at this level, they're all corrupt and evil. But you know, he's third third in line to the presidency. You know, yeah. So, so we'll see what happens. Again, they got very limited time to get some of the stuff done with you know votes for keeping the government going and stuff but we'll see what happens with them right I mean, hey and we got to keep giving money to all those countries that are uh you know engaged in genocide right now oh yeah we're gonna be there they're gonna fully fund the border they're gonna fund uh, uh ukraine they're gonna fund israel everybody right. every, everybody's gonna get their money yeah yeah everybody's gonna get their money man yeah and i'm sure even hamas is getting some of our money through back channels somehow <laughs> you know <laughs> what's that now i'm sure even hamas is getting our money through some kind of back channels well they're gonna do point. well in with that is aid for for palestine as well <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which we'll get into that news just, here in just a fund bit, all but. sides yeah and uh, before i get accused of being an anti-semite you know i, I again i i don't care what happened in, in israel and basically hamas is evil and uh Israel is basically beginning to uh, look more and more genocidal. You know, I think they're really losing uh, the PR battle with the rest of the world right now. 
and I, I said this early on. I mean, they've they had such a limited window to go into this, and and now they're just you know they're going to be the pariah because you can't just keep bombing civilian areas and, and seeing the civilian death toll go up, even if Hamas is using them as a human shield. and Which they are. And they are. They totally are. Hamas is an evil organization, and they're preventing people from escaping. You know, basically they're forcing people to stay in the areas that Israel is bombing, but Israel knows this, and they're still bombing. Yeah, you know? well, and they're not, and Israel's not letting them out of the borders either, though. Right, like they're not letting they're anybody not letting out, including in American citizens. Right. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people that are innocent people that are getting killed, like Amash's relatives have gotten killed. Right. You know, there's reporters that have gotten killed. Oh yeah. There's, you know, there's all kinds of people that have been getting killed here. And that's the point is, is you know, the the other nations of the world are, are seeing, you know, the the dead Palestinian children along with all and they're the seeing dead the numbers, Israeli yeah. children, and they're seeing the numbers rise bigger than what happened in Israel. Yeah, exactly. And and so at some point, I think the world is going to say okay this has become a disproportionate response but i think it's pretty clear that israel wants to drive every palestinian out of gaza yeah i mean they say they don't but yeah i I, and and we're just supporting them like you know nobody's business and now such a little area too man uh you know at 3500 years of fighting over that land why do we need to be in fucking involved you know, I do think that our involvement actually causes more harm than good. Oh, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. And now, uh, this pack, past week, uh, the U.S. has uh, struck uh, some Islamist uh, uh, bases in Syria that are backed by Iran because they were being attacked. So it was a, you know, essentially a retaliatory strike uh, because U.S. bases were attacked. We shouldn't have U.S. bases in Syria, but we do, and they were under attack. So they returned fire and destroyed the bases from which you know. Those attacks were being, you know, uh, uh, controlled or what have you. Um, but, yeah, it's just this is going to uh, to, to quote uh, a former United States senator and actor in uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Red October. This business is going to get out of control and we'll be lucky to live through it, <laughs> you know. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, oh God. Come on, I man. Know. He was a presidential candidate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't. Re- he was an actor and a presidential candidate. Yeah, anyway. Damn it, that's going to piss me off. I know. Yeah. I, I picture him, hear his voice, but I, I, I can't tell you his name offhand. Anyway, but uh, so that that's kind of the uh, the update there. Was there anything else you want to talk about, Israel? I mean, oh, by the way, Israel has started rolling tanks into Gaza now. So it looks like their ground offensive is underway. I don't think that that the U.S. could have held it off any longer because Israel knows they're running out of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's they've got to finish this job quick. You know. Yeah. They're gonna and they're gonna lose a lot of people to do it the way that they need to do it. They're gonna lose a lot of people. They're gonna kill a lot more Palestinians. Because here's the thing: like these guys are all underground. They got all the supplies they need. They've been you know they've been skimming supplies off of the aid trucks that are coming in for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they got all the power they need. They got that. gas. They got everything they need. Like when you do the blockades and stuff like that, you're not actually hurting Gaza. You're right. just hurting the people that live there. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, I, not to mention with, with everybody that dies, you're creating another, you know, uh, basically another, uh, you're radicalizing someone else, you know? Yeah. Because they may not agree with Hamas, but one thing's for sure, they're going to hate Israel. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just... Uh, like I said, it's it's unfortunate and it's a horrible. But at this point in time, the best thing for happen to happen in that region is one side wins definitively and quickly. Yeah, you know. And, and, just, and again, I I know we talked about it a little bit, but I just want I just want to reiterate this: the Gaza Strip is twenty five miles long 
and three to seven and a half miles wide. Yeah, it's not, just not big. But it's probably not going to stay just the Gaza Strip. You know, the West Bank is going to get inflamed. Uh, you know, Lebanon, uh, you're going to have Hezbollah coming across from Lebanon. You got the Houthis firing missiles from Yemen across Saudi Arabia to where Saudi Arabia had to intercept, and we had to intercept a bunch of them. Uh, Iran is already telling its, uh, you know, all the organizations it controls, go attack some American bases. I mean, yeah, it's just this is going to get out of control unless it's over really quick. And I, it doesn't look like it's going to be. No, it and, doesn't. And the problem is, is at some point in time, Israel is going to go too far. Because right now, man, Israel is just there. You know, they're post 9-11. They're, they're like we were, um, you know, in, in the weeks after 9-11. It's, they're ready to fuck it, kill everybody. You know, yeah. kill them all. I don't care. And, and that's the mindset they have. And, you know, we've been able to stall them a little bit, but we're not going to be able to stall them forever. And when that starts happening and when it looks like, you know, they're, they're essentially trying to eradicate a people, which I know they say they're not doing, but, you know, the, the, the visuals show otherwise when you're bombing, you know, city block after city block. Um, yeah, it's it's well, it's, and you, look, and you can blame going to turn ugly, and you can blame Hamas for having the civilians there, but right, well, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Look, it would be a great thing to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth, but I think that with Israel doing that without any concern for the civilian casualties, and they, you know, they say they have concern, and they do the uh, the knocks where they drop, uh, you know, just a. a something on the building first that just makes a loud thud and everybody knows to get out of the building it means it's going to get bombed in 10 minutes mm-hmm. i mean they do things like that but still you know the end result is they're killing thousands and thousands of palestinians well, there's only so a much whole you lot do, of children they can only there's only so much you can do in a war zone right right yeah and you know look there's there's um air bombs or there's missiles that are mistakes a lot of them being caused by you know ones being caused by hamas too that killed other people as well those guys don't give a shit about that either. No. And they'll just use it as an opportunity to try to blame Israel for it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there's a lot of people that feed into it. Oh, yeah. Especially in the Arab world. I mean, the Arabs are going to believe anything they hear, you know. Oh, yeah. Israel bombed a hospital, you know. And again, Israel has actually bombed hospitals in the past, targeted them. Yeah. So it's, again, it's, there's, in my mind, there's no good guys in this fight. Uh, there's one side that is worse than the other. But, you know, it's. I, I don't think there's any been any good guys, real good guys in that region for, you know, 3,500 years. <laughs> you know, it's just been conquest after conquest and blood after blood spill, you know? Yeah, and I, I don't see where the exit is on this. No. I don't think no. there might, and there may, there may not be one. It's it, There's only one exit, and it's a fast, decisive victory, but I, I don't think that's going to happen, so. No, no, and it's, again, yeah, and you're right, all around there, things are, you know, blowing up everywhere around there. There's there's incursions and you know attacks on right. on our stuff you know we're attacking back there right like there's you it's know it's just going to keep escalating and, and over the west bank there's been a lot of you know things going on back and forth there now oh, too yeah. Yeah. there's been incursions from israel there's i mean there's been uh you know attacks from one side israel's responding right and it, honestly it's all predictable yep yeah like you right. know yeah exactly you know you, like they know what the re- look hamas knew what the response was going to oh, be sure. from israel of course they did yeah. they knew it and they yeah. anticipated it yeah they wanted to trigger something that was going to essentially galvanize the and they actually Hamas needs Israel to overreact. 
So they're thrilled with the way that Israel is reacting right now because it is turning the rest of the Arab world even more against them. Yeah, you know? and it stopped and the it's, peace agreement with Saudi Arabia. Right. And it's even, you know, members of the U.N. now are starting to say, hey, wait a second, you know, and, and, and members of the EU are saying, hey, come on now, you know. Well, and anybody that talks about, again, the, the U.N. guy talked about how, you know, these attacks did not happen in a vacuum. That even, and again, they're like, well, they're justifying the Hamas people. It's not no. really justifying it, but no. you do have to tell the whole story in order yeah. to understand. Like, if you're going to get out of this, you got to understand how to get out of it. This is a very long, complex cause that led to this point. Yeah. You know, and there's issues on both sides. And again, yeah, it's, I hate that we're we live in a world where we can't say that sort of thing without being accused of, you know, being a Zionist or being an anti-Semite. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> you, you can't say anything about bad about Hamas or the Palestinians can't say anything bad about Israel. You know, you have to be all on board one side or the other, you know, to take the middle of the road and say, okay, these guys did this. These guys did this. Both of them have done some bad things. Well, and you can't look, it was like Ron Paul in the 2008 debate where he talked about blowback, where the CIA talked about blowback and everybody was like, well, he just blamed us for 9-11. Like you're you're just not hearing what he said. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're not hearing what he said. Don't get me wrong. He's like, look, they attacked us because we're over there. Well, you know what, man? You, how about bin we Laden start? Said so. Yeah. How about we start? I mean, again, it doesn't justify what Bin Laden did. No, of course but not. But if you want to listen, reverse the roles. If you had people that were on our borders, that were, you know, that were causing, you know, military, that were that were trying to. You know, wait a second. You're you're you're, you're about to to backdoor into uh, a justification for invading Mexico, aren't you? No. <laughs> it no, sounds like it, you're going there. If, but if you had people, if you had people that were on the borders of those countries where their countries were far away, right? And they were causing the kinds of things that that we end up causing over there. Again, whether we have good intentions or not, it doesn't change the fact okay. that we to, don't we don't we like like we're over we are over there, right? Yeah. It's not like they're doing. Look, when when Russia put missiles off the coast of this country in cuba which is another country right we almost world war three almost went down right man we got bases in syria right yeah and they attack those bases right how about we close down that fucking base yeah we get get out of this area get out of these areas man yeah i know i know but uh that's that's too rational <laughs> and then you're accused of being an isolationist you know uh, yeah, it's. I uh, know. Hey, uh, let's move on because that's just uh, we're beating a dead horse, <laughs> and nobody. Listens. Hold on a second here, man. Nobody like, listens to us. Have anyway. you looked at the notes in this show about beating dead horses? By the way, <laughs> yeah, we, we we got a lot of horses still need beating. All right, so let, do the do the Putin thing now. Yeah, so there's been a couple of rumors of uh, Putin having a heart attack and actually dying this week, and uh, apparently they are unsubstantiated, but. I find it fascinating that these rumors keep popping up and get getting circulated uh, because either a it's completely fabricated, um, and if so, by whom and for what purpose? You know, is it you know, or 
there was potentially some real intel there that was misinterpreted. Right now, it appears that Putin is still alive. They released footage of him going to an event yesterday. Who knows if that was pre-recorded? You know, or, you know, maybe he is actually dead, and they're covering it for now. I, I don't know, but it seems like the most likely thing. Is I think if he was these, actually dead, that we would know that. Yeah, Swan Lake would be playing on Russian television at this point. Um, yeah, if and he was someone, dead, I think we'd know that. And someone would be rushing in to take power. You know, there'd, there'd be, a you know, people falling over themselves to, to claim power. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know how much of this is actually propaganda. But again, from who? You know? Oh, from us. Oh, you think it's from us? It's not from them. It could be. It could be from factions inside Russia looking to sow... Um, you know, again, because you have to remember, you have a significant and growing resistance movement inside Russia. Okay, know? all right, I'll go with that. S- huge sabotage movement going on there. You actually have, um, you know, Russian rebels taking over s- towns and villages, especially near the border of Ukraine, where they can go in, take the town, and then retreat back into Ukraine if need be. You know, um, so you've got a-, a lot of things going on, but it- it's just interesting that we're starting to get rumors. Uh, frequent rumors and persistent rumors about Putin's uh, uh, health and, uh, you know, the, the fact that he's dead. So that that just came out over the past few days, and it looks like they're not true, but just interesting stuff. And, again, I, I find it uh, just as fascinating to try to speculate on who is putting these out and why, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it bears – you know, it bears uh, it bears a conversation. Yeah. Well, you know? it, it, it most of the rumors are coming from a Telegram channel that has put out some good intel, but has also put out some false intel. So it's like, eh, you know, nah, kind of trustworthy, but not really, you know, one of those sort of things. Um, I, I could do a quick Ukraine update. Uh, there's uh, Russia has been uh, doing a lot of work trying to. Uh, counterattack in the areas uh, on the eastern front uh, in the Donbass region, um, you know, near Donetsk. Um, and uh, they've not been successful. They're losing a ton of vehicles, ton of tanks. Uh, they have been a little bit successful uh, north of uh, Bakhmut. Um, but uh, Ukraine has also been successful in moving, uh, moving east from Kherson, crossing the Dnipro River, establishing footholds on that side. And that's pretty much a fast track to Crimea. But everything is, is still kind of stagnant. And they're going into the winter months now, which makes everything more difficult. So it, we could actually be in a position where Ukraine is kind of get stalled here for the time being. Um, because of weather. Because of weather and also because, you know, now with the war in Israel, uh, there is a big question whether the uh, some of the supplies have already started slowing down into Ukraine. So this global support for Ukraine could start waning. Now, if that's the case, Ukraine may be in a position where they're still not going to lose. I don't think they can. Russia no longer has the capability to take Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. But if um, uh, Ukraine is not getting the resupplies from the Western countries, Ukraine will be able to, to maintain the battle lines, but they won't have what they need to actually drive Russia out of the country. 
Yeah, that'll almost know. force them to come to the table with some kind of concessions as well if they're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't see that happening. I, you know, from Ukraine's perspective, they're not giving up an inch of ground. So that if, if that happens, this war could go on for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man, I'm actually shocked. I'm really shocked that Russia has been able to survive as long as they have. I mean. Their their equipment is being decimated. Their their supply lines are being decimated. Their morale is horrendous. Like they're they're, they're, Half they're their into troops the jail criminals. Yeah, they're the jail yeah. people. Right, but it's amazing. You know, they're they're just kill. And again, they're they're sending in an attack squad of uh, you know uh, conscripts and and uh, convicts, and there's a elite squad behind them that basically, if they come back, they get shot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you, you you go ahead and die, or you retreat and die. You know, and, and they keep doing the war this way, and they haven't lost yet. It's it's shocking to me that they can keep doing that. But that's just the Russian mindset, man. They they think differently than we do. It's crazy. Yeah, they yeah. do. They absolutely do. All right, take us this next story. All right. So I, this was from Reason Magazine, and this is just such a messed up story, man. It's just it shows you just the depravity of 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 some of these people in law enforcement. Um, a, a Mississippi police killed her son, then buried him um, in a pauper grave in a pauper grave without telling her. So I want to read some of this story. So uh, Betterson Wade had been searching for her missing adult son for several months when he when she finally learned what happened to him. Just minutes after leaving the home in March, 37 year old Dexter Wade had been struck and killed by a police cruiser. So a cop car just r- hit the wow. guy and killed him. Police didn't inform any family member about Dector Wade's death, eventually burying him on the grounds of a penal farm. On March 5th, Dexter Wade left his mother's home in Jackson, Mississippi, following an argument the two had had over a broken window in the house. After not hearing from him for days, Betterson Wade reported him missing to the local police. Betterson Wade told NBC News that she had been hesitant to call Jackson police after an officer killed her brother in 2019, an incident that resulted in the responsible officer being found guilty of manslaughter. Yeah, that kind of make you not trust cops, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like just for that part right there. At least he got convicted. So, Mama told me they're not going to do anything, she told NBC, but I had to do something to find Dexter, and I thought this was the best way. According to NBC, Betterson Wade did everything she could to help find her son. Betterson said she kept in regular touch with the police, asking for updates on requesting that they had put his picture on TV, uh, wrote NBC's John Shoup. She did her own search, uh, checking out abandoned homes and driving around her neighborhood, asking if anyone had seen him. Despite repeated calls, police consistently told her they had no information about her son. Wow. So that right there is a cover-up because they clearly knew he was dead and they buried him in a in a, a prison graveyard. Yeah, yeah. So, but hold on. It gets, I, I won't say it's not more twisted, but but it turned out the police knew all along what happened to Dexter Wade. He had been run over and killed by a police car less than less than a mile from his mother's home and less than an hour after leaving. According to legal documents provided to NBC, an investigator was able to identify Betterson Wade as Dexter Wade's next of kin just three days after his death. On March 8th, but the investigators only attempted to call her once. Betterson Wade, for her own part, says she does not recall receiving a phone call from an investigator. So according to the records, they said that they placed one phone call to the house to let her to let her know. Right. But again, that's bullshit, though, because if she's there saying what happened to my son and you're not telling her. Right. You know, you're you did like the minimum that you had to do in order to say you did something. They might not even done that. 
And yeah, and they probably didn't even do that. So Jackson police were tasked with com- uh, continuing to contact Betterson Wade to properly notify her of her son's death. They failed to do so. By the end of the month, NBC says that the con- coroner's office had filed documents requesting to bury Dexter Wade on the grounds of a penal farm as as no one has come to claim the body. So because <laughs> she didn't know he was dead. Right. The coroner's like, if nobody contacts us after 30 days, we got to do something with the body. Understandable. But it's not understandable in the fact that the the cops did not, nobody reached out and told this woman what happened. And the reason they didn't do it is because they were trying to cover it up. Right. So despite Betterson Wade's repeated attempts to find her son in frequent contact with police, she wasn't informed of his death until a new investigator was assigned to his case. They had me looking for him all the time and they knew who he was or, and they knew who he was. She told um, NBC, while Betterson Wade plans to have her son's body removed and properly buried, the ordeal is still devastating. Dexter Wade left behind two young daughters. Like, here's the thing, man. You want to talk about a like the the Jackson Police Department should be disbanded for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is disgusting. And that it's clearly a conspiracy because I'm sure that it wasn't just one person involved. Yeah, it appears to be multiple people involved and no one stepping up. No, no. To let this woman know what happened to her kid. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why is because the police killed him. Right. Oh, yeah. Again, this is look. this could have been an honest accident. Right. Like where the police cruiser was driving. He walked into traffic. The police car hit him and killed him. It could have been a a, It probably wasn't, though. I don't know that though. Yeah. Here's the thing. Let's just say for the for the benefit of the doubt. Right. But they had so little respect for another human being right. that they just covered it all up. Oh yeah. So that the cop wouldn't right. get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, right. It happens every day in America in police departments across the country. Yeah. It's this way. And it you is, wonder, man. but but hold on. But then you wonder why people have such a low opinion of police. Right. Right. Like when you hear stories like this, you like if you're the police, you got to ask yourself, how do we get better? They don't care. They that if they cared, they would. No, they don't. They because basically the mindset is cops and their family are one social class and everybody else is another social class. Unless it's the 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 rich and the politicians that actually, you know, tell them what to do. Yeah. You know. Um other than that, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> It's us versus them, man. It's really the mentality. Yeah. You know? uh, they they see themselves as a completely different class of, of human beings than the rest of us civilians or whatever. You yeah, we're all equal, but some are more equal than others. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, And that's sad. I mean, it's sad. And here's the thing. This is where you put race in the beginning as well, it's, or race in it too. If this was a white kid, would they have done that? Maybe, maybe not. But yeah, it's it, it definitely more likely to happen with a black person. There's no doubt about that, you know, especially and, in Mississippi. Yeah. You know. And so when they talk about systemic racism, that's the kind of thing right. they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to deny it. And yeah, and that's right. And it's hard to deny it. But if this was just, you know, some old redneck, you know, from a, a, a bad family, a poor family or something like that, I could see it going the same way. No, because there's definitely a socioeconomic component to it. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So. But if this was a, you know, a, a, a kid from a wealthy family or someone who's politically connected. It would have gone down a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. On a completely separate note, by the way, but it's somewhat related a little bit at least, is that I am amazed in downtown Tampa, the balls on some people that walk around 
like in the middle of the road. Oh, really? Like, do you not realize that you live in a state that has like the, the highest, you know, like pedestrian deaths? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This and is, they don't care. They're yeah. just walking in the middle of the street. Another reason on their phone not to come to Florida is folks is Florida man will run your motherfucking ass over. You know, and it's just as likely to be a cop doing it who's buries you in a fucking uh, <laughs> unmarked grave. <laughs> Actually, we don't even need to do that. We'll just throw you in the swamp. Gators will eat you. Nothing left. They'll try. Yeah, they'll try. They'll try. Maybe they'll maybe they'll even accomplish the goal. Right. Right. But coyotes and cougars will clean up the rest. Well, there. so I did bring up one thing that would detract people from coming to Florida. So I'm doing my part. See, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Jesus. Ugh. All right, so uh, oh, we only got about five minutes here, so so we don't have enough to get into the. And AI I'm not going to get in the AI, but uh, folks. So uh, starting in the second hour, though, is going to be the AI me, stuff. This is a really interesting. A lot of things happen this week in the world of AI, and I'm kind of going to go through it point by point, and uh, just uh, tune in in the second hour. If you want to do that, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage sign up become a subscriber you get a second hour of content at least a second hour of content every week plus you get a whole bunch of swag you get an autographed copy of my book the cassandra trigger you get a uh, uh this is not a bomb duffel bag you get a uh anarchist guild challenge coin i think you get the full swag package if you hire uh, sign up for the yeah. higher levels uh, but yeah go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage and you'll get to hear all the second hour all the things we're going to talk about but i'm not going to get started on it now yeah, let me do this one because we don't have enough time let me do Go this ahead. one so the bronze robert e lee statue that sparked the charlottesville unite the right rally was is secretly melted down by city's black history museum owner says it's just this is a weird story man okay it's just a weird story so the statue of robert e lee that sparked charlottesville unite the right rally had been secretly melted down by the city's black history museum the statue of lee who was a prominent slave owner and rever and revered rever revered, revered. Confederate Army General was removed um, in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2021. Follow protests by Black Lives Matter after the death of George Floyd, an infamous Unite the Right rally in 17. In 2017, the city council voted to have it removed. After being taken down over two years ago, the statue has now been secretly melted down inside a southern foundry. According to the Washington Post, the statue was cut into fragments and then dissolved in a furnace at a secret location due to fears of backlash. Um, white supremacist group have fought for the statue not to be taken down with the information like the right rally we said like talking about um, um, hundreds of hold on, let me get to the, the oh Washington Post said that Charlottesville Black History Museum obtained the statue and had it melted down Andrea Douglas the museum executive director told the outlet well they can't put Humpty Dumpty back together again the post said bronze ingots from the Lee statue will be used by the group known as swords uh, into plowshares to make a piece of public artwork to be displayed at, in Charlottesville the newspaper quoted the owners of the foundry, a black man who was not identified, saying it was an honor to melt down the statue. He added the risk of being targeted by people of hate, having my business damaged, having threats to my family and friends. When you're approached with such an honor, especially to destroy hate, you have to do it. All right. What's your take on this? If you're trying to increase divisions, All right. and if you're trying to increase the, the temperature in the country then this is what you do. Really? Huh. Hmm. Just get rid of it. Like, if you want to just get rid Look, if you want to get rid of it, get rid oh, of it. Oh, okay. I, the I, fact is, you took melting it, it, you're down melting and it down, it into and then else. you're turning it into something. Okay. Like, and, the, and it was, you know. So you're not necessarily opposed to taking it down. You're just thinking the way they did it is like a kind of, you know, slap in the face 
to you know okay this is going to sound weird to say it this way do you remember did you ever watch the movie man or the show man in the high castle yes okay you remember when they melted down the liberty bell and turned it into a swastika yeah same thing okay all right yeah, I, I, I like really, you're trying to piss those people off. I, I really don't have a, a take on it because I, I just don't care. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Symbols of long dead people to countries that don't exist or yeah, I, who cares? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a piece of history, but do you need to celebrate it as a statue? I don't know. I don't think so. But I just think if you look at the whole history of like Robert E. Lee, I think it's a lot more complicated than what they're making it out to be. Yeah. And I think that you're doing it just to piss everybody off. All right, folks. Uh, first hour's over. Join us in the second hour. Patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. We'll see you there.